Welcome to the Fear Free Childbirth and Motherhood podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Let me help you to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a mix of real life stories and experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing tips to help you to get into the fearless mindset. For mindset support on the journey to motherhood, visit fearlessmamaship.com where you can clear your fears, anxieties and stresses with the support of a community that gets you. And now, time for the show. Hello and welcome to the Fear Free Childbirth and Motherhood podcast. My name is Alexa Leach and thank you so much for joining me today. So I'd like to start and share with you what you can expect from this podcast. And I think a really good question for us to start with is this one. How do we reduce fear? Now, one of the biggest fears in life is the unknown. And this applies, absolutely applies to pregnancy, birth and motherhood. So for me, one of the best ways that we can reduce fears around childbirth, pregnancy and motherhood is to learn and to become better informed. Now you might hear me say that and think, well that's obvious, isn't it? Become better informed. But actually, I think the problem we face today, especially as women, is that when we learn about pregnancy and birth, the last time that we were really truly educated about it was maybe at school, where we were not really um, old enough to really comprehend what we were watching. But also, depending on where you were taught and how you were taught, it's very likely, if like me anyway, that when you're at school, you would have seen some horrific video of a woman giving birth on a back, screaming with loads of bodily fluids going everywhere. And it's the kind of thing that just set you up for dreading the experience that is childbirth. Now, maybe you've escaped that awful school experience, but I bet you haven't escaped media, TV shows, films and reality TV shows, because the way that birth is portrayed in all of those places is simply not reflective of how birth really is. A lot of the time when we see birth portrayed in films or in documentaries, there's a lot of drama. It's trying to entertain us. And so sometimes we're seeing versions of birth that simply aren't very reflective of how it really is. And sometimes this means it can appear very scary, very daunting and very overwhelming. You know, when we're seeing women lying on their backs, screaming in the agony, surrounded by an audience, often mostly men in hospital overcoats, then that can really feed a lot of fear among women. And so the way that childbirth is presented to us can often appear as education, but actually it isn't because it's it's really entertainment. And so we're starting, we start to pick up the wrong end of the stick on so many aspects of birth. And this can really feed a lot of fear around birth. Now, I have got a little bit of a bee in my bonnet about this, and I have contributed a chapter to the book Childbirth, Midwifery and the Media, because I think there's a lot more I could say about this. Well, in fact, there is a whole chapter's worth. But if you are interested in how media does portray birth and what some leading birth experts from all over the world um, have got to say on this, then do check out the book Childbirth, Midwifery and the Media. And you can read so much more into this fascinating topic. But I think what's fair to say is that it is actually happening. And when I say that the media does contribute to fear around birth, then that is a fair statement to make. Now, there's a lot of evidence that says that the media does contribute to high levels of fear around birth. And so with this podcast, I really wanted to tip the balance and use media to start really 
helping us to think about birth in a more positive way. And for me, a lot of that means getting some true stories under about some experiences from real women sharing their birth stories, but also speaking to experts so we can have a little bit of context around some of the things one might be seeing and some of the decisions that might need to be made as part of that pregnancy and birthing journey. And so that means this podcast is going to include lots of interviews with experts on birth, pregnancy and motherhood. Now, the thing about becoming better informed is if we still have a lot of fear once we're better informed, then it does suggest that we've got some emotional and mindset work to do. And so this is a little bit more involved and very much depends on you as an individual. But at the very least, it will mean that you do need to better understand the psychology aspects or mindset aspects of whatever journey you're on. And because this podcast is all about the journey to motherhood, then that is what I'm going to be referring to. And so some of my episodes during this podcast will also focus on the mindset and psychology aspects of this journey. Now, the thing is, some people might struggle with learning about aspects of pregnancy birth or motherhood. And if that's you, then it does suggest there is a strong emotional component that's present. In other words, you probably have a high level of fear. Now, so if that's you, if you've got a high level of fear when it comes to pregnancy or birth or indeed motherhood, then it does suggest that maybe a good place for you to start might be doing some emotional or mindset work. Because the problem with learning around something that we have a high level of fear of is it could very well trigger. And I do know that from my own experience, when I had a high level of fear of pregnancy and birth, that I couldn't read any pregnancy books because it would just induce a panic attack. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a bit. But so if that's you, then maybe some of these episodes might not be right for you. You might not be able to listen to them without feeling quite fearful. And so if that is you, then I would suggest looking at ways of working on the emotional and mindset aspect of whatever it is that you're struggling with. And again, if that is you, then I've got some episodes that will help you because that is absolutely what I'm all about. I'm all about the mindset. And because of my own journey of overcoming fear, then that is a bit that I really do know quite a bit about and what I want to really support you with. Because my objective with this podcast is really to help you to become fear-free. And that's fear-free when it comes to pregnancy, birth, and motherhood. But the thing is, fear is everywhere on this journey. You know, wherever you are on the journey, if you're planning pregnancy, if you're trying to conceive, if you're contemplating it, maybe you're not even planning it yet, you're just contemplating it, but you're just so fearful of the idea of pregnancy, or you're just not sure if motherhood is right for you, whether you want kids, or maybe you're wrestling with that as as a decision for you and your life. You know, maybe you're at that point on your journey. Perhaps you are trying to conceive, and maybe you're wrestling with fertility, in which case there are lots of fears and anxieties and stresses that affect us on that particular part of the journey. But let's say then you are pregnant and now you're pregnant and maybe new fears come in. You know, there are going to be all sorts of fears that that affect us during various parts of the pregnancy journey and they will change whether you're in your first trimester, whether you're in your second trimester or in your final trimester. Fears have got a habit of coming and going. They fluctuate, they get stronger, they go away. And they just, one thing that we can always be sure of 
of his fear is most likely to be always be present in some shape or form. And so the best we can do really is to become more emotionally resilient. More emotionally resilient means that we're better able to bat them away. It means we're less likely to stay in a place of fear for a long period of time. When we do have fear, when we have got a lot of fear, sometimes we, we can stay in that place for days, weeks, if not months, and it can affect us quite significantly in our lives. We go, we go about in our lives and we get triggered. We see things, we see people that remind us of our fear. We see Facebook posts or social media posts that really trigger us in some way. And this is because our fear is with us all the time. And so if we don't want to be triggered in that way, then we really need to do that emotional work because every time we get triggered, that suggests that there is something there to be healed. But, you know, whichever way you look at this, I think the best place to get to with fear is to be able to bat it away, not to deny it, but to accept it, to accept its very presence and to process it, deal with it and look it in the eye. And that's what I'm about. I'm about looking your fears in the eye so that when you do have them, you're able to deal with them and move on, not ignore them and run away from them. Because if you run away from them, ignore them, then they're just going to come back and bite you on the bum even stronger, faster, quicker at some other point in time. So I will always encourage people to look their fears in the eye. And so some of my episodes will really be speaking quite directly to those people that do have high levels of fear, strong levels of fear, because as far as I'm concerned and because of my own journey, the way that I work with people, that is absolutely the best way to go for the long term. If you ignore your fears, run away from your fears, then they're always going to have this power over you and you're never really going to overcome them. So um, that's that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you to get to a place where you are free of fear, where you have acknowledged your fear, overcome your fear, and you are moving forward despite your fear, because that makes you a stronger person. That makes you better able to deal with the challenges of pregnancy, birth and motherhood. Now, this podcast started life as the Fear Free Childbirth podcast, and this was down to my own journey to motherhood. So back, oh, this is a long time ago now, because my youngest is nearly 10. So this is how long ago that was. But back then, I was a mindset coach that was mainly working with business owners. And at the time, I was also training in a lot of therapeutic techniques. because I realised that when I was working with business owners that were trying to grow their business, scale their business, that the biggest challenge that was affecting them was really around mindset. And so I really wanted to strengthen the aspect of my work and look into ways that we could help, that I could work with them to help them let go of some of these Um, things that they were struggling with that were really holding them back, that were down to how they were feeling about things, the emotional aspects of how they were feeling about their business. And so because of that, I was learning lots of therapeutic techniques. Now, in in amongst all of that, I got pregnant. Nothing planned, it just happened accidentally. That was an absolute kick in the stomach for me because, because it wasn't planned. But also what I didn't expect was when I first saw the line on that pregnancy test was how I would feel. I felt absolutely awful, just numb and filled with doom and terror. And I couldn't even articulate exactly how I felt when I saw that I was pregnant. But it was very dark. It was very negative and it was incredibly overwhelming. And for those first few days and weeks, I was really, really struggling emotionally with this. You know, I was really struggling with this because my expectation was that when a woman gets pregnant, that she's delighted, that she's over the moon, not that she's 
in a place of terror and doom and just numbness, which was where I was feeling. And at the time, I was really, um, I didn't know when my last period was, because I'd not long come back from traveling around Asia. And so, you know, when you're when you're traveling around Asia, you don't really think about when your period was. So my, uh, my midwife was like, well, when did you have your last period? We need to give you a due date. We need to figure this stuff out. And I couldn't tell her, I just couldn't tell her. So I kept going in and out of the neonatal unit in the hospital so they could try and date me and give me a due date. And it was during all of those appointments that we found out that we lost the baby. So at seven, eight weeks, I think I had a miscarriage. And that was that was an interesting experience, because for me, the biggest thing that I remember noticing was relief. It was just a huge sense of relief for me when I found out I'd lost the baby. But that was also combined with an enormous sense of loss because I was, I just started getting used to the idea of being pregnant. I just started to get to grips with what was happening to me and suddenly it was gone. And so that was a very difficult time because I didn't, I couldn't make sense of how I was feeling. On the one hand, I was overwhelmed with this relief, but also this, this conflict of being also going through loss. And I just thought I was crazy. I thought that I was losing it I thought I was an absolute mess and I had a ton of head trash I was a head trash coach so suddenly I found myself with loads of my own head trash and I was really really struggling so after losing the baby I just I knew that I had to kind of look inward and figure out why what was it that made me feel relief at losing a baby what was going on with me why why was I feeling these things and so for the year that followed I really took a very very close look at my headspace I was looking at my depression my anxiety my stress all of those really horrid feelings that we feel that um, maybe some people try and not look at too closely. I was determined to look them in the eye and try and understand them better. And as part of that, I was also working on them, reducing them, getting rid of them. Because some of these therapeutic techniques I'd been learning were now coming in very, very useful. And I was using them to help to improve my own mindset, to get rid of my own depression, my own anxiety and my own stress. And that was, I would say that I was pretty focused on that task, probably for a good nine to 12 months, because I was, I knew that something was wrong with me. And maybe, maybe there was something wrong with me, maybe there wasn't, but I didn't like feeling that way. I didn't like feeling this sense of terror and doom. Now, fast forward about a year and I got pregnant again. Now, this is a very, very different experience when I found out I was pregnant. This time, I didn't feel that overwhelming sense of dread. I didn't feel that overwhelming sense of doom. I I felt a little glimmer of joy, almost excitement, but that was still massively overshadowed by huge amounts of fear. But I wasn't in this dark, dark place this time. I felt, yes, I've got fear around this, but at least half of me was kind of fighting fit. I felt like, okay, I've got fear. It's very, very strong fear, but at least I don't feel like I've just been sucked into a big pit of doom, which is where I was before. And at that point, um, I think, you know, I thought the only way I'm going to get through this pregnancy is it's got to be a C-section it's got to involve a huge amount of drugs and ideally I'd like to be knocked out cold. I don't want to be present, mentally present for the birth. But that, I, I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think you can be completely knocked out cold for a birth or at least that was where I, my internet research led me at that point. 
So I was faced with being pregnant and having a massive level of fear, a really high level of fear where I couldn't really look at pregnant women without feeling pretty sick, pretty nauseous, pretty terrified actually. I couldn't, the idea of a a baby growing inside me was really difficult for me to handle. The idea of it moving, growing, it was all very, very hard. And when I would think about a baby growing inside me. All I could think about really was this idea of a, uh, the the only thing that used to come to my mind was the Aliens film or X-Files where you could see things moving beneath the skin and it runs around and it just, it's awful. That's all I could think about when I thought about pregnancy. This idea of a, a parasite living off its host and sapping me of energy, of food and changing my body. It was all just, um, very unpleasant thoughts to be perfectly honest and 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 I thought I was again so my thoughts of being completely crazy completely weird and alone were very well justified because nobody really talked about feeling like that and I didn't really feel I could talk to anybody about that now my sister-in-law at the time was a few she was also pregnant about six months ahead of me and I remember sitting in her lounge one day and her bump was showing and she was sitting there stroking her bump like pregnant women do and I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I couldn't, that's going to be me soon. This is awful. And and I just couldn't, I just, I couldn't look at her. I could not look at her. And I thought, this is really, this is bad. This is bad. What am I going to do when I get to that point? Um, and so I really, at that point, I was very fortunate that I was continuing learning about therapeutic techniques. And I was on a workshop. I went to a workshop to learn some more stuff. And um, we were, you know, we were, we were doing fear clearance that, that week, which was great because I was just kind of, I had loads of fears and we had to work around in groups and tell everybody fear we'd like to work on in a pair and, and that kind of thing. So I was very fortunate that I was in a group of you know, people training to be therapists or some were already therapists. And I was able to just be very open about my fears around pregnancy and birth. And that felt really good just to be able to talk about them and not feel judged. Because um, I think that was one of the things I felt that I couldn't really be open about how I felt because people just don't feel that way. You know, people don't feel that way about pregnancy and birth. So how could I reconcile how I was feeling but also how could I be open about how I was feeling with other people I really would was struggling with that whereas here was an environment where I could do that and somebody who you know who had heard all my fears suggested that I should check out hypnobirthing because that would be really ideal for me and so I did check out hypnobirthing I read some hypnobirthing books and I did all the hypnobirthing things and one thing I learned while I was doing my hypnobirthing reading was the link between fear and pain during birth and this is what I learned that really changed the course of things for me. I learned that in the context of childbirth, fear creates pain. And and so there's a whole there's a there's a lot of stuff you can read around this, but essentially it's called it's all part of the fear tension pain cycle. And when you have fear, your body goes into tension, creates tension, and it's that tension that therefore causes the muscles to contract, which then brings on feelings of pain as part of the birthing process. And so when I learned that if I you know, I, I figured that if fear creates pain, and pain was one of my biggest fears when I was thinking about birthing a baby, I was like, it's gonna be the most painful thing ever. It's going to be the most painful thing. Child 
childbirth is the most painful thing on the planet after all. That's what we always hear, right? Childbirth is the gold standard when it comes to pain. So understandably, it was one of my biggest fears. I thought this is going to be the most painful experience and I'm not going to be able to live through this. This is why I need to be knocked out cold. This is why I need all the drugs in the earth on the planet. This is why I need to be, it needs to be a C-section. I was avoiding this huge fear of mine, which is a fear of pain. So when I learned that, you could, you know, fear creates pain, then hey, maybe if I got rid of the fear, then the pain won't be there. And so this was the idea that really kind of started my own journey. And I thought, well, if I learn to get rid of the fear, then maybe it won't be so painful. And so that's what I did. I took, I I basically looked at all of the training I'd, I'd done over the years in terms of mindset and fear clearance and therapeutic training. And I basically created my own fear clearance technique that was derived from lots of methods but I needed something that I could do to myself because a lot of the techniques I'd been training in were techniques that you would go to see your therapist for. There'd be the therapist and there'd be the client and and you would need two people there to have a conversation. Um, whereas I was on my own and I didn't have a huge budget for therapy and I had lots and lots of fears because when I actually wrote out the fears that I had around birth, there were, there were a lot. <laughs> I would say probably around... 30 maybe even 40 and I thought well hang on a minute if you know that that could be I could be in therapy for years going through this I'm never one I don't have the time but two I don't have the budget for this so I knew I needed to try and do this to myself so that's what I did I basically figured out a way to work on clearing my own fears Um, And so this is a technique that I've refined a lot since and is now known as the head trash clearance method, which I share in both of my books, um, Fearless Birthing and the um, Clear Your Head Trash. And so as a result of basically working on my fears for, I think I basically spent the whole of my second trimester working like a fear clearance demon. And at the end of my, I think it was month seven, I decided that I would change my birth plan from a C-section to a home birth. And I think that that decision alone indicates how much I was able to reduce my fear. There was no way on earth that I would have been contemplated having a vaginal birth, let alone a vaginal home birth with the level of fear I had. But now I was able to think, hey, not only is it not going to hurt, but I'm going to go for vaginal birth. But I'm, I feel so confident about this. I can do this at home. And that that is basically what I was working to. And so, um, yeah, so fast forward the day of the birth, we had a pool in the kitchen and I had an incredible birth at home, home birth that was just wonderful. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I still had a boatload of fears that were coming up for me during my birth. And I was using my fear clearance technique right throughout the birth, even as my baby was crowning in between contractions. So I was clearing my fears the whole of the time. And I was, you know, clearing fears using my technique requires you to put your hands in a certain position on your face. And I remember telling my midwife, if you see me doing this, do not interrupt me. I'm busy doing important work. Um, And I was clearing my fears throughout my labour, but I was able to have an eight hour labour with my daughter born at home. And it was a wonderful experience that yes, it was hard work. It was hard work and I had to dig very deep indeed, but it wasn't painful. It was tough and intense and powerful, but I wouldn't label it as a painful experience, which really kind of blew my mind, really. Now, apparently what I was suffering with during my pregnancy in terms of fear was tocophobia. Now, tocophobia is the extreme fear of birth and pregnancy. 
And that's what I had. Now, I didn't realise I had that at the time. I didn't realise that what I had had a label, that it had a word. I just thought that I was crazy, that I was weird, that I was messed up in the head. That's all I thought. But what I also didn't realise that um, you can't overcome tocophobia, that it can't be done. At least that's the, um, the, the, what most people will tell you that, you know, if you, if you say that you have tocophobia and you talk to your healthcare provider, then usually you'll, they'll recommend that you have a C-section um, and they might put you in touch with maybe a perinatal team, but it's basically around coping with it, handling it, managing it, rather than actually getting rid of it. And I was able to overcome my own tocophobia in the space of one trimester. So when I did that, I didn't know that I'd achieved anything of worth. I didn't know that that was a big deal. I, you know, I just, I was oblivious to all of that. Um, so anyway, so that was my journey. And uh, I didn't realise once I'd had my baby that there was anything to report, that I needed to tell anybody about that experience because I didn't realise it was any big deal, right? So um, fast forward a few years, you know, I went back to being a mindset coach, a business coach, and I carried on on what I was doing before. Now, fast forward a few years, four years to be exact, I got pregnant again. Now, this time I was an older mother and I was considered geriatric by um, midwifery standards or OBGYN standards. And so um, even though a lot of my old fears didn't come back, I had lots of new fears. And also because I was an older mother this time, the narrative that I was exposed to during my contact with healthcare providers was a lot more fear-based because there was talk of being induced at 39 weeks because of my age. I was also seeing a consultant throughout the whole of my pregnancy. And so there was lots of, um, there was lots of fear conversations going on, fear-mongering conversations, sorry, not fear conversations, but really conversations that could easily um, get you into a fearful place. But as with my previous pregnancy, this time I continued, I cleared my fears and I was really making sure that I was in as good as place as possible, emotionally speaking, throughout that pregnancy. One thing that I was aware of is that when you're pregnant, if you're really, really stressed, it really affects your baby. And I knew this because of my own, my own mother's journey. I knew my mum, when she was pregnant with me, she was incredibly stressed. It was the 70s and her employers didn't know that she was pregnant and she was trying to keep it quiet so that she could have me at the weekend and go back to work and not lose her job. Now, that would have been hugely stressful. I have no idea how she managed to do it. I was a little bit early, so that maybe suggests why I was early. Um, but I, as a result of that level of stress, we know this from evidence and research, when a mother's really stressed, the child is more likely to have asthma eczema and allergies and I've got all of those things so I was really clear that I really wanted both of my pregnancies to be free of stress as much as possible now I realize that that's a very idealistic view and we can't be entirely free of stress but it really is about being in a place where you can bat away stress more easily and not be in a permanent state of stress so when it came to pregnancy number two I was very clear that I wanted to try and continue what I was doing in my first pregnancy and that was to work on my emotions, work on my fears, work on my stresses and anxieties so that I could be in a really good place for as much of that pregnancy as possible. And so, you know, a lot of new fears came up for me this time in my second pregnancy and I would work on those again. Now, this time round, my uh, second daughter was late, quite late. So on the one hand, I was facing calls for being induced at 39 weeks because I was old. And on the other hand, I was determined that I wanted to have a spontaneous birth, a natural birth and, and not be induced and allow things to unfold as, as, as naturally and with least intervention as possible. So I was in a, an interesting situation where I was really facing 
ramping up of the fear-mongering language from my healthcare providers. Well, if we don't induce you now, your baby could die. It'll be traumatic for everybody. You'll have a stillborn. You know, all of that kind of language with me wanting to stay really calm and as stress-free as possible. And I was really tested in terms of my mindset techniques at that point, let me tell you. But I was able to withstand all calls for induction and I had my baby naturally at home at 42 plus 12. She was born on call, which means that she was still in her amniotic sac when she arrived and was earthbound and we had to pierce her sac in the lounge and the water went everywhere um so that was that that birth was i mean my first birth was i would say incredibly positive this birth was even more i would call it euphoric because when i when she finally came out i i was buzzing in a way that i wasn't for my first birth i was really it was just the most incredible positive incredible experience that I can I, I will ever have I'm sure and to think that I started my pregnancy journey in a place of complete terror and doom and darkness is just a testament to the journey that I was able to take in terms of what that showed me was possible during that journey. Now what was really interesting was after my baby was born I was at home breastfeeding as a lot of new mums do and I started getting lots of emails from women who I didn't know asking me how I did this. This being going from fearful to fearless twice and having such positive birth experiences. So I would start, you know, writing these emails when I was breastfeeding, replying to these ladies saying, well, you know, this is this is what I did. Now, these emails weren't quick, let me tell you, because not only did I have to kind of explain how I unpacked my fears and got loads of clarity what my fears of birth were and fears of pregnancy, but I also had to sort of explain a little bit about my fear clearance technique. And so these emails were naturally pretty long. Now, I remember after a few of these emails came in that, that I remember thinking, my goodness, this is taking forever. If I get another one of these damn emails, I'm going to write a book. And I got another one of the emails. And so that's it. I had to write the book. Well, I didn't have to, but I felt that it was going to be quicker for me to do that. And so I decided that that's what I would do. Now, I, I'd already had plans to write a book during that maternity leave. Um, I wanted to write a book called Clear Your Head Trash and talk about this clear clearance method that I'd um, that I'd created, that I was using. But I was, at the time, using it a lot with my business clients because I was a business coach. So I was really wanting to write a book, really, for business people to help them to overcome their business head trash. And that was my plan. So I'd already started mapping out a book and I'd started writing that out. But after getting these emails from these women that really wanted to know about how they could overcome their fears of birth and pregnancy, I kind of changed tack. So the um, the Clear Your Head Trash book got parked and I started writing my fearless birthing book. Um, now, I remember I, I was I started writing this book when I was three. My little daughter was three weeks old. And by the time she was three months, I had a draft written up of about 90,000 words. And I remember thinking, Lex, what have you done? You, you, you're a business coach. You help mainly alpha men working on their business head trash. And now you've written a book about pregnancy and birth. This is ridiculous. What have you done? So um, as I wrestled with that, I uh, decided that what would be the best thing would be to launch a podcast. Why not launch a podcast as a maternity side project? And then I could get some of the key ideas that I share in the book out to the world until the book was ready for publishing, because it's all very well having a draft of a book, but that doesn't mean it's ready to press, you know, print. Not at all. It, it was very, very rough around the edges, let me tell you. So that's where the Fear Free Childbirth podcast started, where I started sharing some initial ideas that I'd already written out in my book, so that those women that were still waiting for me to reply to them, because I hadn't replied to all of them, there were still quite a lot of outstanding emails, they could, I could at least direct them to the podcast, because they had a clock ticking, right? They had baby 
babies on the way. I had to be really quick about this. And so the um, the original podcast was um, conceived and launched in the space of about five days. My daughter at the time was sleeping brilliantly and I have her to be grateful for that I was able to achieve so much when she was so young. And so that's where the podcast started. It was really me trying to share as much of these ideas to help women to have a fear-free childbirth as possible. But the podcast has expanded since then because my work has expanded as well. So the minute the podcast came out, I was getting a lot more emails. I mean, I thought I was getting a lot of emails before then, but suddenly it just mushroomed and I was getting emails from women all over the world asking me more about how I was able to overcome my fears. They wanted to know exactly how I did that. And so that's where my work really expanded to include videos and online courses and I created some fear clearance meditations which are basically audio tracks where if you have a fear I've got one called fear of childbirth and labour I've got one called fear of pain fear of losing control you know whatever fear you've got if you've just got that fear and you want that one cleared then you can just listen to the audio track Um, but obviously if you're like me and you have tocophobia then you probably have more than more than the couple of the handful of fears that you have and so I've also created programs you know online programs to help you to overcome tocophobia which is really about helping you to unravel and figure out what all your fears are and then clear them all because when you have about 20 to 30 fears you know going through I haven't it's impossible for me to predict what kind of fears people have because fears are so unique to us that um, I felt it was much better to teach people the technique than record endless amounts of audio meditations that might tackle each and every fear that might exist out there. And so that's where a lot of my online programs come from, where I'm really teaching women the uh, how to use the fear clearance method, how to unravel and unpack the fears that they're experiencing so that they can clear their own fears. And the great thing about doing your own fear clearance like that is it's really empowering. You're able to look your own fears in the eye. You're able to overcome them yourself. And in the process, you're learning a really useful, powerful, emotional clearance tool that means that whenever you get any kind of fear stress or anxiety in any aspect of your life you're able to clear it and that puts you in the driving seat of your emotional health of your mental health and that's what I'm really proud of in the work that I've done is that the women that I've worked with when they start working with me they're set for life in terms of their emotional stuff yes they might get more emotional stuff coming their way more fears will come in more stresses because life's like that you can't ever say oh yeah, I've done all, I've cleared all my fears, I've dealt with all my stuff, because new life experiences come up, new things happen to you, and you face new depths of your fear, new experiences that bring new things into your world and that you have to wrestle with. And that is even more relevant to the motherhood journey. You know, when I think about my own journey to motherhood, first of all, I had to wrestle with the fear I had of pregnancy and birth and had to overcome that. Then when I was pregnant, there were new fears I had to deal with. And then as a new mother, I have even more fears and I've got to handle my kids' emotional health. So now I'm finding that I'm using the fear clearance technique, the head trash clearance method a lot with my children. So my eldest is um, when we, we recently moved to France in the countryside and there are lots of very, very large spiders where we live. And when we first arrived, she was absolutely terrified at the sight of these massive spiders. When I'm talking massive, I'm talking like huge, like the palm of your hand. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't go anywhere in her bedroom. She would, she would not want to sleep because there was a spider somewhere in there that she'd seen brushing before she'd brushed her teeth. And so I thought, well, I'm going to use the fear clearance method and we'll clear her fear of spiders. So one night at about, I don't know, way past bedtime, we came downstairs and I helped her to clear her fear of spiders. 
And since then, she is the main spider clearer in the house. Whenever there's a spider, she is there. She fetches a glass. She fetches some kind of piece of paper or card. And she is the person that clears out all the spiders in the house. And she'll even like, I, 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 I've not worked on my fear of spiders to the way to the extent that she has. And when she's got them in the glass, she'll come and like hold it up to my face. And I'm the one going, oh, okay, take it away, go outside. Because I've still got little traces of fear where she is completely fearless around spiders. And so this is what I really love is helping my kids to be fearless too so um you know if you're interested in finding out more about the head trash clearance method you know read it you can find it in the book clear your head trash and fearless birthing but also i've got online programs and online courses to help you really master it um, and of course i work individually with people i work i still work a lot with business people a lot of um, mamas who are business owners, CEOs that have, you know, that have kids that are trying to wrestle with their head trash and fears not only around their business, but also around motherhood and maybe, you know, birth as well if they're at that point in their life too. So this head trash clearance method really is fantastic for helping you to overcome your fear and continue despite your fears rather than deny them, run away from them and be have let them have a power of you. So if you're listening to this and you've got some fears, let me just talk through some of the things that I've got that can help you because I've got lots, let me tell you. I really want to help you to be fear-free as much as possible, but not just around birth, pregnancy and motherhood, but also in other aspects of your life because we can't draw lines around this stuff. You can't, when you're a mum, you can't just say, oh, well, I've, you know, I'm okay with my mothering and, and aspects of motherhood. But if you've got financial problems, if you've got relationship problems that are in the background, that's going to seep into your life. So really, in terms of helping you to reduce the stress, the fear, the anxiety in your life, it's about once you're, once you have a technique like that that you can use, you can apply it to all aspects of your life. And then everything starts working in a more smooth fashion. That's not to say that you don't have challenges, that you don't have difficulties that will come up and, and affect you in your life, but it just means that you can handle them better, that you can cope with them and recover from them more quickly rather than getting sidelined by them. And that's really what I want help women to do, is really help them to be fearless. And so this is what my mission is, is to really create and cultivate a tribe of fearless mamas, fearless women who are strong, who are able to not be affected by fear and continue despite their fear. And actually, when you're in that place, you can be calm, you can be strong, you can be fearless and powerful in that role. And I think right now that's what we need in the world is some fearless women. So if that's what you're interested in, then let me just talk you through quickly some things I've got to help you. So first of all, I did mention my fear clearance meditations. So those at the moment are very much focused around the um, birth journey, but I will be adding more to that as time goes on. I have got some more general ones as well around anxiety and stress and overwhelm that can really help you to sort of manage the day to day. Um, now, if you're really wanting to really get into the optimal emotional state for birth in terms of preparing emotionally, preparing mentally, then I've got my Fearless Birthing online course. And this is the programme. This is my signature programme, if you like. And it really teaches you how to unpick and unravel the fears, the anxieties, the stresses that you've got going on in your head and then clear them. But it also shows you how you can prepare emotionally for any birth outcome. And that means you are prepared for things that do not go as planned, which is probably the only thing that you can rely on happening when it comes to birth, is that it won't go the way that you want. 
But when you're emotionally prepared, you've built your emotional resilience, you can go with the flow a lot more easily. And therefore, when things do change, you can handle it. And you're less likely to get stressed or anxious in the moment, which will affect the birth outcome itself. So by preparing emotionally and mentally like this ahead of the birth, you're more likely to be able to reduce the likelihood of you experiencing a traumatic experience. But you're also more likely to increase the chances of you experiencing your birth as a positive and empowering experience. And this is no matter what the actual birth outcome is or the mode of delivery. So for example, you know, I've worked with lots of women that prepare for a home birth, for example, and end up having an emergency C-section. But if you've prepared for the um, emergency C-section mentally and emotionally, then when things start changing, when, you know, then suddenly you get put into an ambulance and you're going to hospital and you're more able to cope with that change, to move with the change and to respond in a calm way rather than get anxious, tearful, stressed, and a little bit of it and lose it at that moment because that's what you mustn't do during labour is to kind of lose it emotionally because that will just have an impact on labour. So if you can stay calm as much as possible this will help you and also it'll help you to make the decisions the new decisions that you might be faced with and the more you can be involved in your own decision making during birth the more likely you are to feel that you're in control of that process and that is what will help you to ensure that the, you're not experiencing this experience as traumatic. The main feature that we uh, that women have when they experience their birth as traumatic is when they don't feel that they're in control of it. It's not around pain, it's about the feelings of control. So if you can do whatever you can to make sure that you feel in control of that experience as much as possible, then you're more likely to come out of that experience feeling like it was positive and empowering for you. We can have really difficult and crappy experiences and they can still be positive and empowering for us. We can see what we're made of. We can see, hey my goodness, if I've been through that, I can go through anything and it can strengthen us for life. You know, when you are able to overcome those experiences, you come out with a level of confidence and fearlessness that really does power into all aspects of your life. So building this emotional resilience is really, 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 I think it's really important in the lead up to birth. But you can't do that in six to eight weeks, right? It takes time. I think you should really start preparing for your birth well before you're pregnant because you never know what kind of stuff that you might need to wrestle with and overcome. And you want to give yourself as much time as possible. So if you're committed to wanting to really get yourself into the optimal emotional state for birth, and that's what my Fearless Birthing program is. And that's online, that's self-paced. You can do that, start that whenever you want. And there is also forum support as well. So if you have questions, I'm always there to help you through that. Now, this program is currently being researched through Nottingham University in the UK as a way of helping women to reduce fear, anxiety and depression in pregnancy. So, um, yeah, so if you read about that research, that's the program that is being that being uh, used for that. Now, if you've got tocophobia like I did, then I have got specialist tocophobia programs to help you overcome that. So um, that is a lot. There's a lot more in-depth work required there, a lot more clearance work, as I'm sure you can appreciate. So, um, yeah, depending on what level of support you need, I've got group programs, I've got one to one programs and I've got more deep dive programs to really help you to wrestle with anxiety and depression as part of that as well because a lot of women that suffer from tocophobia have anxiety and depression as well and so it can really be um, a question of having to work on all of those things to really help them to overcome the tocophobia so if that's you then I've got programs for you there too. Now also since I've started all this I've had some professionals so therapists, midwives, doulas, and the like, wanting to use my techniques for their clients. You know, I'd love to, I think all women needs fear clearance at the birth to be present, somebody there that can help them clear their fears as they arise 
And so because I can't be there everywhere, then I'd love that midwives get trained in this and doulas everywhere. So if you're a midwife or a doula or a birth therapist or somebody that works with families in helping them to prepare for birth, then there is professional training for you. So there's a professional training course um, that you can do, again, all online so that you can um, add that as a string to your bow, as a revenue stream as well, if that's something that enables you to sort of add extra bits to what you're doing with what you, with your current practice. And then for the, I've also got... Now this is a really really great one this is the mamaship and this is a membership community that I've created really for those that want mindset support for the whole of that journey of motherhood so whether or you know whether you're thinking about planning a family you're trying to conceive you're pregnant or a mama that's what the mamaship membership is all about it's a community and everybody in the community gets access to the head trash clearance method course and so it's all about helping you to clear whatever head trash you're facing on that journey whether it's fears anxieties or stresses and I'm there to help you we have regular um calls where we all jump on as a group talk through what's going on there's a forum in there there's loads more there's little mini courses in there to help you with various mindset things as well I've got interviews with experts on various aspects of things on that journey as well so really it's the you know it's a low-cost membership that enables you to really commit to your own emotional and mental health but feel supported on the journey. So that's the Mamaship membership community. So those are just some of the things that I've got that can support you with your mindset on the journey to motherhood, that I hope that if you are feeling that you need that extra level of support, then there are those things available to you. And of course, I do one-to-one work as well. So if you're feeling that you are struggling with any aspect of fear on this journey to motherhood, then please don't feel that you're alone. There is support out there. And of course, the more professionals I train out there, the more able you'll be able to access support for tocophobia and fear clearance during pregnancy and birth so that you can clear your fears and become as fear-free as you can when it comes to childbirth, pregnancy and motherhood. So I'd just like to wrap up now this ep- this episode all about the Fear Free Childbirth and Motherhood podcast, letting you know more about what you expect from the Fear Free Childbirth and Motherhood podcast and also what additional support is available to you on this journey. I hope this has been a useful episode for you and I look forward to sharing more with you uh, wherever you are on this journey to motherhood. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Fear Free Childbirth and Motherhood is the online destination for women seeking to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and motherhood with fear clearance meditations, mindset courses, professional training and specialist programmes for overcoming tocophobia. Find out more at fearfreechildbirth.com.